G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The story. As a Christian, I became very interested in the Jewish people. And also in 1990, my wife and I took our three kids to Israel and mm-hmm. spent some time there. And then I, I felt as though there was this different kind of call coming into my life. And so I left the ABC as a senior executive. I then went and worked for an organization in Israel and I became the director of their guest house up on the Carmel Range in northern Israel. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, Don Stanley's life journey has taken him all over the world, and there's been some unexpected twists along the way. He grew up on a farm in Australia listening to the radio, and it was his dream come true when he eventually went to work for the ABC, and then later the BBC in England. But he gave it all up to study the Jewish roots of Christianity and to operate a guest house in Israel. Don Stanley is having a chat and sharing his fascinating story with Eric Scatterbone. How did you get into television production and management? Well, when I was growing up in the bush on a farm, I used to listen to the radio. I used to listen to the ABC, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. And I, through that experience, I just became really interested in the whole notion of broadcasting. And so when I finished school, my ambition was to become involved in it. And so I think I was about 17 at the time. I joined the Australian Broadcasting Corporation as a male boy. Hmm. And... Um, you can't yeah. start much lower than that. <laughs> you can't, you know. And I've often said to people, this is where... I learned everything I needed to know about my future career in the ABC was starting mm. off as a mailboy because you get to travel around to all the different departments. It was it was a uh, you know a very uh, a wonderful start for me, and I eventually became a television producer, and I worked mostly in the areas of news and current affairs. Now, did you have to go to school in addition to having practical experience, or did you learn everything on the job? I learned, I learned everything um, on the job. I certainly believed in myself, and I believed in my own ability. I moved fairly quickly up through the career ladder mm-hmm. of the ABC. Now, what were some of your highlights of being you know, new to the field in television? You said uh, current affairs and news and that type of thing. What are some of your highlights if you think back to that time in your career? Oh, I just think I think it was just basically the experience of working with, um, you know, a very working in a very professional organisation, uh, working in an organisation that was um, even though there were often um, um, cries of insufficient funds, it was a well-resourced organisation, and I just loved being the director of teams of people, and I think I just sort of thrived on the buzz of you know the whole television experience basically um t- in television in you know in broadcasting you invariably it's a bit like working in a family you know you, get, you become very close to people you, you've got to work closely with people 
And so I think the whole thing about teamwork was probably one of the great, probably the best highlight of all my time in broadcasting was the fact that I was working with really interesting and good people. And then you worked your way up into management? Yes, and I became the... um, I became the state manager of ABC Television in Tasmania and when I began in that job I had a staff of over 200 people and um, and we produced a range of programs not just for local audiences but also for national audiences. And then eventually in your life you managed to work for the BBC, kind of the granddaddy of these types of organizations. Yeah, I was um, my, my wife is uh, English my wife Caroline, and um, we decided that we would be good for her to introduce me to her, all her English relatives. And so we, um, we went to the UK and I, I got a really good job. It wasn't for a long period, but it was a really good job as a network director where I was um, responsible for running, along with other people, responsible for running um, live transmission from um, the BBC studios at television center in london and um that was a fantastically um uh, interesting job as well you know again working in a team a lot of responsibility you know even now eric i look back and i think gee how did i do that you know um Mm. as one does you know you wonder how sometimes how you did things when you were younger but i did and it worked very well it was it was a great again a great privilege to have done that because i think i think that public service broadcasting which, of course, the BBC epitomises, mm-hmm. which is, you know, independent broadcasting in its best form, is, uh, is, is very, very important uh, in the world, in the world of broadcasting, and um, because it's, uh, you know, reflecting things for its local community and doing it in a way which is not driven by advertiser dollars. So I think it's, it's a great privilege to have worked in both these uh, organisations. Any highlights come to mind as far as your time with the BBC? I don't think so. I just think that, um, well, some of my, I mean, some of my English relatives, I think they looked down on me when I first arrived in the UK. They thought I was, probably thought I was, you know, a colonial um, <laughs> coming back. But when I got this job at the BBC, they all kind of, you know, looked up oh. to me a bit more, you know. And, um, and I had an uncle who I think was a bit of a snob. Um, <laughs> And he certainly changed his attitude once I got this, you know, very good job in the BBC. So that's probably one of the great highlights, I imagine. Just getting the respect that goes along with being a part of the BBC. That Exactly, you know. Okay, so management in ABC, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, and then the British Broadcasting Corporation. And then, after a while, you took a turn, an unexpected turn. Can we talk about that? Yes, I think I had been the state manager of ABC Television in Tasmania, I think, for about 11 years. And um, it was at a time when there were a lot of um, budget cuts occurring and the organisation needed to do a lot of restructuring. And one of my responsibilities was to reduce my workforce of over 200 by 100 people over five years, which is a lot of people, you know, Mm. a lot of people. And so I suppose if you average that out, that's about 20 people off um, reducing by 20 people every year. Um, 
And so I, I, I felt that that time was quite stressful, and I really, after 11 years, I thought it was probably time for a change. And I think as a, as a Christian, I uh, was, became very interested in the Jewish people. Um, a lot of that came out of, out of my love of the Bible. Um, and also in 1990, my wife and I took our three kids to Israel and mm-hmm. spent, spent some time there. And, and then I, I felt as though there was this different kind of call coming into my life. And so I left the ABC as a senior executive and I became um, an undergraduate at the University of Melbourne in the Centre for Jewish History and Culture. And, um, and so I did my Bachelor of Arts with a uh, major in Jewish Studies and History. And so I'd gone from being, you know, a somebody with a car and a phone and all that sort of <laughs> stuff that goes with that position to a nobody. But I was driven very much by vision and what I saw as a completely different kind of um, stage in my life and a different kind of direction. After graduating uh, with my BA, I then went and worked for an organisation in Israel called the Israel Trust of the Anglican Church. And they, at that time, had three uh, guest houses in Israel and I became the director of their guest house up on the Carmel Range in northern Israel. Wow! And um, <laughs> and I took my wife with me and um, and our youngest daughter, and it was uh, an absolutely incredible experience. It was a very hard experience. It was um, extremely challenging. But as and 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 Caroline and I had um, we had some staff. Um, but we also had a bunch of young volunteers literally from all over the world who we had to look after, and then we had guests coming in from all over the world as well. And we'd never been in in hospitality before, um, and so there were a lot of challenges, but as we look back now, these were some of the best experiences of our life, you know. Hmm. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with Don Stanley, who worked in television production and management for both the ABC and the BBC. Don is sharing his unexpected life journey. We'll find out how he was able to combine his love for all things Jewish with his television background when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. We're continuing with Eric Scadabo chatting with Don Stanley, who worked in television production and management for both the ABC and the BBC. Before the break, we heard how he had a drastic change in his life. He went from a very successful career in media to managing a guest house in Israel. Now we'll find out more about this next chapter in his life. This facility, of which I was the director, was previously an Arab hotel, 
And so we would take up to 60 guests quite comfortably. So it was quite a big place. And um, up on the Carmel Range in northern Israel, um, I would often, because I love bushwalking, um, I would walk along the range and I'd be looking down on the Jezreel Valley, which is, mm. you know, a lot of people who read the Bible, for example, would would have, uh, you know, be familiar with the Jezreel Valley in the scriptures. So, um, yeah, so that was a very significant time. For family reasons, Caroline and I had to return to Australia, and I, I again, I took a deep breath and I thought, what am I going to do now, as one often does when we're confronted with situations where we have to make decisions about our life. And so I decided I would go back to study, and I was very interested in um, Israeli history. And so I went back to my department at Melbourne University, and I did my doctorate there in, um, in this Centre for Jewish History and Culture. One of the things that's coming to my mind as we're talking about this, again, you left the successful television production and management career, Mm. And then you went and got a BA in Jewish studies. Mm. And then, as you mentioned, you lived and worked in Israel. Mm. Then go back to get a PhD mm. in Israeli history and literature. Mm. And I know you mentioned it, but could you just kind of elaborate on that point? Why such an attraction to Jewish things? I mean, you're not Jewish? Or is there no, a- no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a Gentile, you know, and... Um no family members? or No, no. That's, I mean, it's a very good question. In fact, a lot of Jewish people ask me the same question. <laughs> and so I say, you know, in typical Jewish fashion, why not? <laughs> however, however, I know that you'd like to hear more. Yeah, maybe a little bit more than that. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's what Jewish people say. Why not? You know, as they shrug and wave their hands. Um, no, it comes out of, it. look, it comes out of my... Um, me being a, a Christian, mm-hmm. my love of the Bible, uh, my fascination with Israel, and I suppose in my journey as a Christian being exposed to um, hearing different people um, lecturing and talking and reading, you know, I, did a lot of, I do a lot of reading. And also I think in there is an awareness that Christianity through, through the church has not always been particularly kind to Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, obviously the Holocaust is, um, you know, the classic example. But, I mean, there is a litany. There's a litany throughout history of, of um, Jewish persecution by Christians in the name of God and justified through, you know, various interpretations of scriptures which we call um, theology. And so... I felt that this is another area that, you know, I think needs to be um, addressed and corrected. Mm -hmm. And so this was important to me, was to look at this sort of history of anti-Semitism and identifying with the the suffering, you know, that's um, gone on. And so I suppose this is, these are are the reasons behind um, this major change of direction that I've had. And I think, I think, you know, we all go through times in our life where we need to take a look at, stand back and take a look. And uh, this was part of that process for me. Okay, let's kind of wrap up mm. your life journey, as we mentioned. Television production, then into Jewish studies. Mm. 
And as you mentioned, you're a Christian. Mm. And now you're doing something that ties all three of them together. Tell us about that, please. Well, that's right. I'm working now with, um, with a, uh, a group of scholars from around the world, and we are working together to set up an online Christian university, which, from a content point of view, has an emphasis on the Jewish roots of Christianity. Now, why are the Jewish roots of Christianity important, you might ask? Well, they are important because they represent, for every Christian, they represent a very rich heritage. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, as do other scholars with whom I'm working, think that that Christianity in many ways has become, over the last 2,000 years, has become disconnected from those roots has taken on um, Hellenistic kind of thinking, you know, what we call Greek thinking, um, rationalistic thinking. You know, maybe even you could say that um, Rome has become more important than Jerusalem, Hmm. um, for example. Um, And so I think, uh, along with my colleagues, we think it's important to reconnect Christians with their Jewish roots. And also I think it's important to understand... See, as as Christians, we understand Jesus in terms of both his divinity, that is, he was God, mm-hmm. come down to earth to be the sacrifice for, for the whole of humanity, but he was also a human person operating in an ex- overtly Jewish context. He was a rabbi, a teacher from the Galilee, where he grew up, and he was operating, you know, 100% in that Jewish context. And so we feel, those of us working on this university, that to help Christians reconnect with their Jewish roots also helps them understand clearer about who Jesus was. Not Certainly we're not denying at all or devaluing the fact that he is the risen Lord, Mm -hmm. And you know, and made this great sacrifice for the whole world, but also as a rabbi and as the son of God, his teaching, for example, which is recorded in the Bible, in the in the Gospels especially, was set fully in this Jewish context. Mm-hmm. And so the things that he said would have been said in a context which was very would have been very clear to the people he was talking to at that time even though his words have now become immortalized in the scriptures you mm-hmm. know so so what we're trying to do is to reconnect christians with their jewish roots and we've got professors who are skilled in that area our professors are people who teach around the world and when i talk around about around the world i don't just mean the first world i mean you know mm-hmm. the whole third world as well wherever there is an opening we will go and so so in these places, whether they be in Africa or Asia or South America or wherever or China, um, we can make our teaching available to people who have access to the Internet. And so they will be able to uh, enrol mm-hmm. and um, we will be offering um, courses and we'll have accreditation so that people will be able to um, graduate with degrees. The other thing I should say that we would like to do is 
is, and we again, this is a matter of detail, is through um, people in the first world paying um, enrolment fees, just like you do with any university, we would also like to be able to offer scholarships for people in the third world, for example, mm-hmm. who can't um, who can't afford, you know, to pay those enrolment mm-hmm. fees. So. It's probably a little bit Robin Hoodish in a way, Eric, that we're using <laughs> the first world to subsidise people in the third world. Um, but we feel that that's important so that this teaching is available to people wherever they are. I think another thing which needs to be said, which is part of our the reality, is that we will probably begin with our courses in English because one has to make a start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, I suppose over the years we would then be able to um, become more involved in people providing courses in other languages. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that I'm involved in, and this work takes me around the world. And um, and so I'm using, as you said, I'm using I'm using all my background here. I'm using my media background, my television production background, mm-hmm. involved with crews, television crews. Um, to record professors in different parts of the world. Plus, I'm also using my um, my academic background, you know, in in helping these professors to deal with the content as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a combination. You, you've summed it up very well. It's a combination of all these things that has come together. And if somebody would like to learn more about the Hebraic Heritage Christian Center, well, they can go to the website. It's uh, www.hebraiccenter. That's uh, H-E-B-R-A-I-C-C-E-N-T-E-R, that's one word, dot org. That will give you a flavor Mm -hmm. um, of what we're on about. Thank you so much for sharing with us today, Don Stanley. That was Eric Scadabo chatting with Don Stanley, who worked in television production and management for both the ABC and the BBC. But, as we've just heard, he left all of that to study the Jewish roots of Christianity and to contribute his production skills to the Hebraic Heritage Christian Centre located in Atlanta, Georgia. And the beautiful thing is that all the classes can be taken online. So if you also have an interest in the Jewish roots of Christianity, you can go to their website and look into taking classes online. The website is hebraiccenter.org. That's hebraic spelled H-E-B-R-A-I-C. And center is the American spelling, C-E-N-T-E-R. Once again, that's hebraiccenter.org. Finally, I'm sad to say that since this interview was recorded a few years ago, Don's health has taken a turn for the worse and he's no longer able to be actively involved in the center. However, he was able to leave a lasting legacy through his production of videos of course lectures on various topics. Well, thanks for joining us for Don's fascinating story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I just had enough. I was sweating and I needed to go. We're shutting up our medications to go home. And a lady came in, an older lady, and brought this little baby. And she was so thin and tiny and she just lay there. So, you know, we had her for eight months and she grew from a sick little child with bronchitis into a beautiful chubby little girl and she still had the HIV virus but it had reduced. 
Sandra Perry was trained in the medical field in Australia, but one day decided to pack up everything and move to Cambodia to be a missionary, where she has been for over a decade. We'll hear what led to this drastic change in her life and about her adventures on the mission field. Next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.